You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post game podcast. All right, here we go. What's up? What's up? Tuesday feels like a Monday to me, but it's Tuesday for everybody else. Al, what's up? Oh, good morning, Jerry. I'm trying to figure out, like, how you know whether you have a cold or, or allergies or allergies i believe it comes down to the mucus the like, color of the mucus yeah right now i don't have any mucus oh which if is very weird i know if it's clear then it's allergy right so if it's green and gunky it's a cold and yet when we're little kids and we're told to, to draw snot we always make it green yeah well that's true right that is true. If you say like, well, if I asked, if I took a poll of people on the street and said, "What color is snot?" Green. They'd all say green. Yeah. Even though most of our snot is clear color. Yeah, I don't know why that is. Yeah. That's interesting. Just so how mucus. long have you had this for now? Since Friday. Well, no, nah, I started feeling a little bit like on Thursday. Oh. But just a little bit, then a little bit Friday, hmm. and then Saturday a little bit more. Then Sunday was the same as Saturday. I took a COVID test. I was all clear. And, uh, yeah, here we are. Today, it'll change. what I'm trying to figure out is what is changing my voice. I'm Puberty. Not... <laughs> Someone said I was transitioning into a man. Oh, gosh. Zip it. Because <laughs> I would think if I was, if I was uh, congested, that's what. Do you feel okay otherwise? No, I mean, I don't. I, I feel, I, well, I just have a, a nagging cough. Any fever at all? I don't think so, but... Have you checked? No, I don't own a uh, thermometer. You don't own a thermometer? I've not owned a thermometer in many years. Wow. I don't think I've ever owned a thermometer since I've been an adult. temporal scanner. Yeah, that's the one I want, where I just aim it at my head. Yes, it's really good. I could. I was just at my mother. She could have checked my temperature anally like she would do when I was a baby. That's how you get a really good reading, Jerry. I'm going to let that one go. A butt thermometer. Listen, you want your mom to shove a thermometer up your ass? I don't. Go ahead. No one wants that, but if you want an accurate reading, Jerry, I gotcha. I don't have the extemporal thermometer. The it's the um, exergen. Exergen temporal temporal thermometer. Yes. I should get those. Like I liked what like during COVID when you go to a restaurant, they would just shoot your forehead yeah. and tell really you. Great. Yeah, it was cool. I get one of those because I know the flu is going around. What? The flu is going around. I don't have any the... aches and pains. Oh, that's good. And my my uh, snot is clear color. Okay. So maybe you have allergies. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Who knows? Have you had allergies in the past? I used to get allergies, but it's been a, it's been a quite a while. Yeah, I don't know, man. I wonder if I'm allergic to my dog, Jerry. Maybe you are. Maybe Who I'll knows? have to give her away. Very possible. I do love my dog. Maybe it's your dog. I feel you blame like... blame everything on the dog. I love my dog more. 
as I have her longer. I'm sure. Which is nice. Yeah. No, I wasn't sure that was going to happen. Look at you. You have fallen in love with an animal. Yes, because an animal needs you. Yes, they do. Like a child needs you. An that adult is... doesn't need you. An adult could use you. Correct. But a, an adult doesn't need you to survive. Like that dog, if I decide I'm not feeding that dog anymore, it doesn't eat. A, an adult can always go find another companion. Can right. always take care of themselves. The dog cannot. A child cannot. Until they get to a certain age. Right. You're right. A dog can never. A dog, when it turns 10, can't say, hey, I'm out of here. No. I mean, it can. It's just going to eat out of garbage bags and be fighting for its life every day. That's why, I mean, all of us, this falls into this. The children, for sure. Uh, pets, like, hitting the lottery or not hitting the lottery as far as the family you go to. Yeah, pet lottery. The pet lottery. the But it happens for children, too. Of course it does. Right. Yeah, I mean, your well, child I mean you're a, created by your parents as opposed to a, right. adopting a pet. Right. You but know. if you're in a in in a chaotic home or a bad home, absolutely, that's not of your doing. Right. That was like the lottery. You were put into that situation. Yeah, and you're right. You're absolutely the same right. with animals. Yeah, I always look at my cats. I'm like, my God, you guys, you don't realize how good you've got it. Right. They and they might not because yeah, that's all they, they know. Right. They're animals. They well, don't know. Our one cat. Uh, Julius is the boy cat. Um, he was a rescue um, that was living in sewers. Right? Does he? But do you think he knows this is better? No, he doesn't because there's actually certain foods he won't eat. And I'm thinking you used to eat out of the sewer. You were in the sewer, and now you've got heat, air conditioning, a window to sit in. Yeah, you've got beds you lay on. Like, give me a break. He's a, he's a great cat. So. Right? I wonder, like their memory. I don't know. Does he remember living in the sewer? I don't think we know those answers about animals what they remember and what they don't remember. I don't know. Why don't we know those answers yet? How are you going to get in the brain of a, of a cat? I don't know, but like science has gone so along in so many other things. I'm sure when we're long gone, yeah, all that stuff will be figured out. Yes, that's what I want to know. Because people always say to me, uh, an animal doesn't can't tell time. So I know they can't look at the clock and go, it's 2 o'clock. But their body knows when they want to eat and what their routine is. Right, right. You like your cat wakes you up at the same time to sure get a does. snack. It sure does. And but my so my question always is: Does the dog? Because I'll say a a dog or a cat. When you come home from work, they're happy to see you. And if you go take your garbage out and come back in, they're happy to see you. Do they know? Those are two different right. time. That one was frames. nine hours, and one was ninety seconds. Yes. I don't know because if that was the case, then I'm going on vacation more. Right, because you're not really ticking off your pet. They don't know if I'm out cleaning the pool or if I'm in Florida. Yeah, <laughs> right. True. I don't know. Like, we need to, I, I feel like we should know these answers. Yeah. Because people will tell you that they're like, no, a dog. You don't know that. I think the only thing that science won't be able to figure out yeah. is what happens when we die. Yes. I do. I just don't think that's something that will ever be found out. And if it is found out, you'd probably be blocked by the church. If they find out bad information, you know. Right, because when you, you they've talked to people who have died and come back. Right. And then the argument is, is that heaven or is that your body's physical reaction to the brain being cut off and all that stuff? We'll never, we don't know. We don't know. You're not going to know all these questions, which is why it's such a, you know, I don't want to say the wrong word here. But it's why it's such a great idea. Or it's just, you can't argue it. 
You can't argue someone's faith. They can be wrong. Right. We can be wrong. You know, if we don't believe there's an afterlife, you can't argue with me because you don't know either. Just because you believe in something, well, I believe in something else. We'll ultimately all find out when we're no longer breathing. Right, and there's a whole bunch of different religions. Yes, there are. Some of them, one of them has to be right, and all the others or are incorrect. none of them are right. Or none of them. Exactly. Yeah. Who the hell knows? Yeah, we don't know. We'll find out when we pass away. And yes. Maybe, maybe I'll be the moron, and maybe the bird really is Aunt Rita. Right. Who knows? And you're like, it's a bird, you moron. She's, no, I'm Aunt Rita. <laughs> I am your Aunt Rita. I am back as a bird. Hello. You never know. I mean, we can't 100% with 100% efficiency uh, know anything yeah. that has to do with the afterlife. Right, because you don't know whether it's your physical body no. or is it the afterworld. Or is it just like you go to sleep when on a night where you don't dream and it's just nothing? Right, that's the other interesting like, thing, right? It's over. Right, like you could sleep eight hours... And not recall any dreams. Absolutely. That and happens what often. happens? Nothing has happened. It almost makes you wonder, like, how did I wake up? Yeah. You know, it's actually a scary thought when you think about it. It's weird, too. Like, your youngest son is how old? 12. Okay. So 13 years ago, he did not exist. Correct. Where was he? He was nowhere. He was nowhere. And the fact, like, that his brain can't comprehend that he was never... He like to him, he's always been here for sure. But only thirteen short years ago, twelve, yeah, he, he was not here, right? And now he's here, mm -hmm. and I can't imagine life without him. Like I don't remember. I mean, I do, and I don't. I mean, he he's so much our routine, you know, in our daily day to day living. It's hard to remember just me, Kim, and Matthew. And then I think about just me and Kim together without right. Matthew, and it's like. Damn, that feels like three lifetimes ago. That feels weird. Just like uh, when people pass. Now, especially I think a younger person, like somebody's in a car accident or something, and it's like somebody that you worked with every day, and now all of a sudden, they where are they? Yeah. Their car crashed, and now they no longer exist? Right. That's bizarre. Yeah. It's one thing to go, they live to 80, and they no longer exist. Well, but it's everything you, I've always said about children that get these terrible diseases. Yeah. And, or, an, or a bus accident or, yeah, like all these things are horribly tragic. The accidents are more, feel stranger to me because if somebody is ill, there's a part of a part that slowly starts the process. And starts to understand it. Yeah. But when somebody is just like, doesn't show up at work one day. And they're gone. And they were in a car accident and they're just not. like that happened, right. It happened to my friend. They're not going back to their house where they live. Like yeah. all their stuff is just there. And they're not. And where are they? My friend, when he got into the car accident in 1998, I think it was. No. Maybe it was 90. Maybe it was 96. He passed? Yeah. Um, he went out one night and his, he hit a telephone pole in his car and died instantly. And it was closed casket because he was pretty banged up from what we were told, but I worked for him five days a week, hung out with him, not every weekend, but once every couple of weeks, we would hang out on a Saturday night. There was a few of us. 
And then he was gone. Right. I told you that. So that was when I was at Jersey City State and the cop came in to get me. And I was like, I don't know. I remember driving home in silence, just like, what? Is this a dream? Right. Like, huh? And next thing you know, I was at the wake a couple nights. I remember I went right to the store and it was just eerie. And then went to his house to help his fiance clean out some of us. It was just terrible. Well, we had a fiance. Uh huh. Horrible. And you helped clean out the house? Some of the stuff, yeah. Just for one day. And then it was, yeah. That's the other way thing. When you go to the funeral, when they put somebody in the ground, that's another step. Of finality. Yeah, like, oh, this person Well, when is you go to wake, I mean, you've seen this. You go to wakes, and unless you're part of the family of the victim or of the deceased, you go in. Yeah, it's sad. You pay your respects. You sit down. Next thing you you're talking and BSing. And in a lot of cases, people are laughing and, you know, not when it's a young person usually, but of age. And then all of a sudden, then it's like the end of the night. Even like the family kind of loosens up a little bit to see other people. But then it's the, you got to say goodbye. It's like, wow, like this is it. Like saying goodbye. I remember my dad when my grandfather passed away. My grandfather lived in California, but had so many physical issues to where he lived his last 10 years where each limb was basically being amputated one at a time. And by the time he, he was, he was paralyzed neck down, neck down. Yeah. Pretty much neck down. But he, it's so funny. It's like, what are you living for? You know, he lived his last five or six years in a nursing home, no legs and, and paralyzed neck down. But I tell you, every time we went to see him, smiles, wanted to know how we were doing. He lived for 49er games on Sunday. He lived for his Marlboro Red cigarettes, which I used to do for him because you had to hold it for him. And, you know, and he, for a guy that was in his early 70s, that was a mess. He loved life. He couldn't wait for certain shows to come on, but the sports really got him through. He couldn't wait for the giant games to come on. I don't remember him being a Warrior fan. I don't remember that. But I remember NFL and baseball was his thing until the day he died. I remember my dad, like he only saw my grandfather at that point. He would go out to California. We went out once or twice. We went out one time or two times as a family. My dad would go out maybe three or four other times. He only saw him six times a year for a couple of days here and there. And I remember even for his wake and funeral, which was back here, they flew the body here because it's where he grew up. Everything was fine. Everything was fine until until the end of the second wake and they basically said hey, you want to say your final goodbyes and my dad lost i never saw my dad lose it like that and it was as if damn like this is it and everything else was fine after that yeah but that when it was open casket so that was part of it too which i don't i don't understand i really don't yeah it's but always what, strange the closed cat i want to remember them the way i remember them like my partner from rutgers and i'm rambling i'm sorry my partner from Rutgers, Joe Boylan, who passed away two years ago, um, two years ago, a year ago, whatever it was, I think about a year ago, year and a half, um, his was a closed casket. I remember Joe as the vibrant, happy-go-lucky, and that's, I'm glad I didn't see him lying in that thing, you know? Like, and they know put, like, happened. his picture on the casket? Yeah, they do it? A, yeah. Night, a great photo of him. Right. They had pictures in the church, and it was... It's what it was, but it was a closed casket. It was fine. You know, you're sad as hell, but you, I don't have that lasting image. My lasting image was working with him 
and him doing great, you know? Yeah. That's what I like for such a terrible day and instance, you know? I don't think I've ever been to a wake for a young person in all my years. Oh, I've been to a few. Been to a few. We had a um, kid in high school. Tom Flynn was his name. Went to high school with him. He died freshman year of college. Uh, hard to say from what, but I believe it was alcohol-related. I think he was hit by a car. I'm pretty sure. That was insanely sad. My friend passed away when I was, you know, whatever I was, 20 years old. So, now he wasn't a kid, but 22. You know, so you're talking about a 17-year-old or an 18-year-old and a 22-year-old I've been to. I don't know about kids, though. I don't know if I've ever been to a kid's one. I couldn't imagine. Yeah, I cannot imagine what that is. Uh-uh. No. That's, no. No, thank you. I hope I, I, I hope I live my life and never have to go to one of those. Right. That sounds horrible. Yes, it does. Well, this, this, is, is, uh, this is uplifting. This is something else. <laughs> Started out with, do you have a cold or allergies? And it went into, where do people go when we die? Yeah. Sorry about that. No, I'm not sure how we got there. Speaking of death. Yes. Can we talk about this sandals thing? Did you do this with Eddie? I did bring it up to Eddie, but I had so many people reach oh out to me. Oh, my God. That I, when I was talking about where to go on vacation... We were talking. We were talking about all inclusive, and we somehow got to talking about sandals. Oh, I brought it up. Bahamas. Yeah. And I was looking, and I priced out Jerry, Emerald Bay. I know you did. And then mysterious deaths there. This is a weird one. Yeah. Because first of all, we just had this conversation, and for this to happen, you know, that was very strange. I I had I had a bunch of people too. Like one guy wrote to me, "Are you trying to kill Al?" Right. And he attached the article. I'm like, you got to be joking. I thought it was, I really thought he created it at first. And then I saw it was no joke. Oh, yeah. It was all over the place. I got, I really got that tweeted to me so many times. There has to be something going on there. There has to. I don't know how much of it you followed up on it. Yeah. So they're still trying to figure out what happened with these two, three, three, actually. And the fourth is in a Miami hospital still, who's airlifted out of the Bahamas. Yeah. I saw a couple different theories. There was like a theory about what? Because I, I haven't. The one theory, the only really theory that I saw was that there was something like I guess something could go on through the air conditioning units where if there's bacteria and it poisoned them. Yeah, or food poisoning, or who knows? It's yeah. weird. It's terrible. And yeah, and I actually looked for an update, and I didn't see any update on. No, it. they're investigating. I know yeah. that. That and you think about. That place, which is, I'm sure, beautiful. And Sandals, another reason why I liked it for you was there's no kids. It's adults only. Um, it's a great area in the Bahamas. You're going to think twice about going there now. I know. For probably no fault of theirs. Well, we don't know that. As far as, right. So if you're, so let's say you're there and you find out this is going on. Are you checking the hell out? I think I would. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know what I would do. How do I know if I go to sleep, I'm not going to wake up? I know this. When we had the carbon monoxide alarm go off um, three months ago, and they came and checked it out, and they said, you're good, We're, you know, you're fine, there's a tiny gas leak in your basement, but that's common. It's really not much of anything. You're, you're good. Don't worry about it. I remember I went upstairs to go to sleep. I'm like, and I didn't have a carbon monoxide detector because the one that went off was was old and basically 
they said, go get a new one tomorrow morning just to make sure. I couldn't go back to sleep that night because I had to make sure that everybody was okay. And I didn't. I stayed up and I worked from home. And there was no way because I legit thought if I close my eyes, I may never open them again. Without that carbon monoxide detector upstairs, I wanted to make sure. How do you know if you're there that you're not going to be in a room that gets tainted? If the, that's what it was. Right. The only thing I would do is if I was in a room, I would shut the air off and... Open the windows. Yeah, open the windows. Which you can do because you're right there on the shore. It might yeah. be a little warm, but you're not going to die. Right. Not going to die. Oh, if yeah, that's very what strange, it was. Right. I don't know. Yeah, man. I don't know if you're there like the, and, and you wanted to leave... Are they giving you your money back? I think they are. They to. telling you anything when people say, "Was it food poisoning? Was it the air conditioner?" This is where the this is where the information is a good thing. If this is fifty years ago, they could tell you anything they wanted, and unless you got a newspaper, how are you going to know? Right. Everyone's got it on their phone within seconds. Right. And do you think it's now cheaper than when I looked at it? Like if I go look today, it's a good thing you just priced it out. You would know. Yeah, I would know. You would know. Boy, I don't know. That's a that's a tough one. That's a scary one. Yeah. You see all these. You ever see like when the women, not the women, um, there was the one in the beach in the Caribbean five, six years ago where they got like, they got stung by a jellyfish that wound up paralyzing them and killing them right there on oh. the beach. All right. You see that story? No. Like things like you think you're going off for a great trip and something crazy happens yeah. like that. That's why I don't go on vacation. Oh, uh, you know. You're too much. I want to close with this, Jerry, since we were talking so much about death. What about birth, Jerry? Well, that sounded very much like uh, Tracy. And finally. I'll finish with this. A woman gives birth at Metallica show in Brazil. Oh, jeez. A 30... Oh, a woman. I was going to say she's 39 years old. She was 39 weeks pregnant, and she went into labor during Metallica's show. 30 weeks pregnant. So really, she was probably five weeks out from when she thought she was going to give birth. Okay. Des despite medics arriving on the scene and attempting to take her to a local hospital, the baby was ready to go and had to be delivered at the venue as Metallica was still playing. Could you imagine that baby's in the belly thinking, where the hell am I? The baby was born to the sound of Enter Sandman. Did they name the baby Sandman? Let's see, Jerry. Uh, let's see. Da -da -da. You got to make it the baby's middle name, don't you? Oh, it's in uh, it, it, it's in Spanish. Sandaman. Uh, I think the baby's name is Luan. Okay. Enter Luan. Baby looks very peaceful. That's great. So oh, everything went well. Yeah, everything went well. Uh, yes, a son, Luan. Luan came into the world at uh, 23.15 o'clock that's eleven fifteen. there is no way my wife would go to a concert 30 30 weeks right ago. no chance i bet this kid first of all one does this kid now is this kid a metallica fan just from sucking in all the metallica music two is this kid going to be able to just my guess is this kid's just going to be able to sleep to no matter what noise you have because they're used to being at a metallica concert yeah it's very possible then the baby they said went body surfing right afterwards <laughs> Stupid. They sent him right up to the stage, and he stayed. And then the babies <laughs> did a stage dive. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show. All right, let's do it. And we'll see you tomorrow. All right. So.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Your official station to talk Yankees. Aaron Boone to me on a night-to-night basis. You know, he's not just some, you know, rotten piece of fruit uh, that's fed numbers and just sits there like a complete dolt. The Fan on 1019 FM and the Odyssey app. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, nice to hear from you there, Zach. What is up? couple minutes after 5 o'clock. It's Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday with the super fly man himself, the Eddie Scazzeri. Uh, we're feeling good. I am a little concerned, though. I did not realize this guy's not feeling so great. His name is Al Anthony Dukes. What's up, man? Oh, good morning, Jerry. How are you? <laughs> I'm going to do some voiceovers. Better than you. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with my voice. Sounds like you are doing a character right now on a yeah. cartoon. I do characters, Jerry, like Mr. Imus <laughs> like used Mr. to do. Like Mr. Imus. You said, Imus doesn't say those things. Imus does characters. <laughs> so he could say whatever he wants, Jerry, because he's in character. Does that mean I can call you pig vomit today? Uh, yeah, sure, sure, right. sure. Jerry, I was up all night screaming at the TV during this Rangers game. No, so you I've weren't. <clears throat> lost my voice a bit. You I was were uh, not. screaming at the television. Uh, no Boomer today. He's out today. I yeah. Think he, I think he quit because of the Rangers' performance. <laughs> he was like, I ain't coming in today. Weird day to be off. I didn't realize, I didn't put two and two together yeah. until yesterday. And I'm like, wow, the Rangers are back on. And so Saturday's game, I know you guys talked about it yesterday. Saturday's game was awesome. And then last night, so I saw the first period. I saw the third period. I did not see the second period live because of Cornhole. And I watched it this morning. Now, I knew what was going on because we had... Um, we had a million Ranger fans there um, on uh, at Cornhole last night, and a bunch of them were watching it on their phone. And it was like, oh, oh, they scored again, and it was just it was nonstop. Much this morning, what a just a brutal, brutal period for the Rangers, and now they find themselves down three games to one, and Boomer's not here, and they pulled the Shosturkin again, Jerry. Yeah, I mean, when you give up that many goals, and the problem for him more so than anything, the Rangers scored to get it to four two. And you're thinking, oh, you know what? You never know. And they scored you know, relatively late in the second period. And then Pittsburgh comes right back with two goals in the final 90 seconds of the period. And it was like ball game or hockey game. This and is that getting that. This is getting embarrassing. 
Well, I'll tell you what it is. It's 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 becoming and getting close to the end. I mean, it's hard to come. I know they can do it, but it's hard to come back from three one down. So where the next game's at the, the Garden, Garden. Yeah. tomorrow? Yeah, well, and that's a, listen. Win. Go win a game. I think they win tomorrow. I think this team is too good to lose four games. I can't see them losing tomorrow. I think I just they can't. They win tomorrow, then they lose the next one. Goodbye. Well, I, Goodbye. You, yeah, I mean, you can make the case. Go back to Pittsburgh. It hasn't been kind to them. Yeah. And Shusterkin has certainly struggled with, I don't know if it's the crowd. I don't know what it is. He got beat on deflections last night. He got beat with uh, screens. He got beat off the faceoff. And some of them, I don't know. How do the, what did he give up? He gave up six of the seven goals. I would say maybe one of them was his fault. I mean, redirections, deflections in the net. There was one, and I forgot, I wrote it down because it's just, uh, to me, it's a terrible goal that they give up. It's it's not even an odd man rush. It turns out to be, let's see here, blah, 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 blah. It was whatever it was. Pittsburgh comes down. It looks like a three on two is developing, but then all of a sudden you see it's more like three on three. And then the fourth Ranger gets back, and three of them are bunched together. And the pass goes left wide open. It was like, what are you guys doing? And I don't know hockey, but here's what I do know. You can't have three guys right next to one another. That doesn't work. No, it's just that it looked like they looked like a bad hockey team in the second period last night. Eddie and I were looking at uh, Shesterkin uh, without his uh, goalie gear on. Yeah. He looks very young. He, well, yeah, he Very is. young. What was he, 25? Yeah. Meanwhile, who was the other guy? Henrik? He looked like a man. Henrik Lundqvist. Yeah. That was a man. In yeah, goal. You, but we you need saw, a man back there, Jerry, like someone yes. like myself. You brought your lasting image of Henrik that was probably when he was 35. Is that right? And he was a man. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. So you're saying at one point Henrik was also this yeah, young course. playing goalie in the NHL. Of All course. Right. I, well, I'll I take your see. word for it. So Lundqvist right now, who looks like a man on the coverage. Very manly. Right? I'm so very... I think the beard helps. Uh, Yeah, facial hair helps. Let's see. So Sh- Henrik Lundqvist right now. Shesterkin needs to grow a beard. Well, and he's going to grow up. I mean, it, that's... When you know. he can. Henrik Lundqvist right now is... He's 40 right now. A man. So the last time you saw him, he was 37, 38 yeah. years old. That is, as who was the great coach, Mike Gundy said? He, yes. I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> yes, he is. Shesterkin right now, I'm going to say he's 25. Yeah, come He's on. 26. 26? He should be growing into a man. Yeah, let's go. Well, you got to give him a couple more years. He's got a young years. face. A very young face. That's okay. A lot of these hockey players do. The game is young. Baby faces, Jerry. Yes. They're called baby faces. Baby faces. But sometimes, much like you want to, like Zach Wilson has a baby face. Very much so. Tom Brady does not. not and anymore, that's who you want as a leader. Tom Brady did, though, when he was winning Super Bowls. We need man faces, Jerry, okay. Listen, in important they're, positions. They're not all going to look like Brett Favre. Yeah. Sometimes you got a baby face. Tom Brady had a baby face for years. The guy's almost 50. It's about time he does. He loses the baby face. Yeah, he's got a more mature sense. When they beat the Panthers, go look at what he looked like then. I don't even remember them playing the Panthers. That's how yeah, remember, crazy you know, it is. Jake DeLome was the quarterback. Oh, yeah. Jake DeLome. Like, he was a Super Bowl quarterback. Didn't win, but Jake DeLome was a, Was that right? Yeah, it was Jake DeLome. My first memory of Jake DeLome was a Christmas Eve game when he was quarterbacking for the Saints, and they played the Cowboys. And he deked uh, um, Deion Sanders on a down-and-out, old-school, Jerry, um, old-school street football. He did down-and-out pump Deion bit, and he just floated one right over Deion's head. I have zero recollection. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And I know I watched it. Because I was like, this guy's going to be magic. 
Wow. Jake DeLome. Just so, I'm, so the Patriots won 32-29 in that game. Uh, yeah, the game-winning kick, just real quick, some of the numbers, so make sure we got this right. Yeah, DeLome was 16 of 33. Three, how about this? He did not throw an interception in that Super Bowl. He missed a lot of passes, too, but 16 of 33, 323 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Nice. And he lost. Right. You're a loser in that position. Isn't that something? Yeah. Well, here's why. Brady threw for 354 and three touchdowns. <laughs> and no interception. Uh, one. Oh. And one. Yeah. So the Rangers are coming back with Shesterkin for game five, they say. Is that the right move, Jerry? It is the right move. Why is that? Because he has been arguably the best goalie all year. Go play like it. Now, in fairness, the Rangers have to look like the Rangers we've seen all year. They look like crap. I, I don't know what else to say. And I have not watched all 80-something games. I saw enough of them, though, this year. I don't know who that team was that we saw last night. And I would never say a team quit. I'm not saying that. But the Penguins are more physical. The Penguins are quicker to the puck. The Penguins are winning more draws. The Penguins are getting sticks on pucks. It's just right now it's all working for them. And it's not going well for the Rangers. Do we need to get Rick Flair or someone like that in there for a, a woo? Yeah, like a pregame. Could you do woo right now with your voice? Woo. <laughs> That's pathetic. You may not like it, Jerry, <laughs> but you will learn to love it. Woo. <laughs> That's how, how Rick Flair sounds now. Yes. We need like a Rick Flair. Because all the other, like the guys from the Rangers Cup teams. They yeah. are they're all boring. They don't say they they have no energy. We need someone with energy to Where's get in Matteau? there. Where's Matteau? Matteau? Yeah. Get him in there. How about Mark Messier? No, boring. You've had an, I knew you were gonna say that. You've had enough of Messier. It's enough. <laughs> it is enough. I gotcha. We need someone who gives these types of speeches. Remember I told you back in the day Mike Richter once came out nude for to talk to the media? Is that right? I've told you this oh, yeah. before. And uh, let's just say he was very proud of himself without having to be proud of himself. Okay. Maybe he walks in nude right. and says, guys, let's grow a set. And he points at it. He goes, man up, <laughs> grow a set. And let's go. And let's go. Yes. I don't know who else we could get as a motivational speaker. You watch motivational speeches. I do. You get Tony Robbins in. Tony Robbins. Who's the, uh, the guy who Inky does workouts? Johnson. Who's the guy who does workouts? Sean T. Sean that T. That dude's awesome. I love that guy. Get him in there. That would be great. Ric Flair. Pull out all the stops. Yeah. Well, what do you do for game six? Well, we only take one, <laughs> one game, game at a time. time. <laughs> then we look for another motivator after That's that. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Speaking of uh, uh, speakers and things, did you see that uh, Joel Olstein is coming to Yankee Stadium? Is he? And yeah. Least, least, yeah, sold out. I, I don't know when the tickets go on sale. I just saw the press release from the Yankees. That's amazing. One night only. Joel <laughs> Olstein. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I listen. Yeah. <laughs> Joel Olstein. I'm not telling Gina because she's going to want to go. So I'm not even mentioning oh, it. I'll, I'll tag her. Do not. That sounded weird. Do not tag her, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Do not let her know that. Joel Olstein is going to be. Because I am not going to the Bronx. No, no. Yes, you will be. Unless he blesses me on my way out and goes, may you not be it's a night kicked of on Jesus. the subway. And you'll be just fine. Yeah. You can walk in holding your cross. Do you think there's concert t-shirts? Yes, of course there are. He's there to make money. Are you kidding? One night only. Yeah. Joel Olstein. Hmm, does he sell that out? That's an interesting question. So how many people would they actually have for know. that? 
because you got to set the stage up. So right. and you probably w- block some of it off. I would think so. Thirty five thousand, you think? Mm-hmm. Oh, he sells that out. I think so. That's cool. A summer night. That's awesome. Now, a lot of what he says, I've always told you, he contradicts himself a hell of a lot when they play back to back sermons or whatever they call yeah. them. One will be from four years ago, and then another one will be from two years ago, and they completely contradict one another. It's tremendous. I wonder if he's doing a whole stadium tour. Like, is he going to go play Fenway Park? Is he playing Wrigley Field? But see, here's the problem with exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Is he playing them? Yes, he's playing, Jerry. So is he a man of faith, or is he a man, is he an entertainer? He's a, he's entertaining Fraud! you. Fraud! Fraud! <laughs> via faith. I think right, Ozzy so... Osbourne's opening up for him. <laughs> <laughs> the so Devil you... and Angel Tour. All right, so no, you know, if you look at, oh, that's near me. I got to see. So it's August 6th. August 6th. Oh, I can't go. That doesn't work for me. I'll be okay. in. I will be in uh, Myrtle Beach. Actually, coming back. Actually, I could I'll probably be back by then. So here we are. All right, so the Joel Olstein tour. We'll go tailgate. Do you think people tailgate? Yeah, that? we'll go stop by stands that uh, bar that people go to before Yankee games, and we'll tailgate in the parking lot for Joel Olstein. I. You know what? Not for nothing. Every site I'm coming to, the only thing they show is Yankee Stadium. So maybe it's not much of a tour. We ought to get them on to promote it. I'm not sure now. I'd love to have him and Eddie debate stuff. Ha! <laughs> for a podcast for digital. That would be, you realize how many downloads that would get? Eddie and Joel Osteen debate religious topics? Yes, that would be awesome. That would be tremendous. How do we get that done? And I'll mediate. You know what the, You know what sucks is usually when Boomer or G are off, I get to do the show. Yeah. I'm off that week, oh. and I think Boomer's off that week, too, so that would have been a week I'd be in. I'd love to have him in. That would have been cool. Yeah. Well, we, I met him in the uh, Minneapolis airport. I, I was Super with Bowl. you. I, I saw Gina yeah. got very excited. Very excited to meet mm-hmm. Joel Osteen. Like, she looked like a kid in a candy store. Yeah. She went chasing him. What was interesting about that, though, was he was not mobbed by God knows how many people. He was not. Not at all. No. Which was interesting to me. And I'm the one who saw him. I go, there's Joel Osteen. Oh, and she didn't even notice. She running down the... Oh, she did. Running down the place. She got yeah. a photo, yes? Oh, yeah, we got a photo. That's cool. Took a photo with Well, Well, listen, when you go to see him at Yankee Stadium now on August 6th, which is a Saturday, so really there's no reason for you not to take her. I'd be like, Joel, I met you. <laughs> Are you going to get the T-shirt? Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Should, you know, you know it's funny when, uh, like, if uh, somebody plays, let's say, MetLife Stadium. Yeah. They might come out in a Giants jersey. Sure. Like a Bon Jovi or something. Don't wonder if Joel Osteen rolls out in a Yankee jersey. Why not? Well, yeah, over a suit. Because he yeah, does yeah. wear the shirt. Oh, he wears a suit. Yeah. He'll do that uncomfortable jersey yeah. over a collared shirt and it'll with say, a tie. And it'll be terrible because the oh. Yankees don't put names on their back. Yeah. They'll put Osteen, Osteen. And zero or something yeah. on the back of his jersey. Wow. Well, I would actually have thought of going of going to that but i cannot you cannot make so it. so i will leave that to you and gina that's going right. to be and you know the beauty of this is you can get the tickets now because it's months in advance and that week you are going to be a miserable sob i'm like how am i getting to the bronx <laughs> you're going to get in your car you're going to drive and you're going to pay 65 dollars to park like i did last week i want to give tickets away 65 bucks to park in the bronx uh, it was 45 actually yes pricey uh yeah it is pricey have you heard things? Are, did you see Glenn Shuck's tweet, uh, tweet this Who's morning? Who's Glenn Shuck? From 1010 Wins. Oh, no, I did not. What he did he say? He found a gas station in Manhattan, 651 a gallon. Ooh, 
the the highest price ever in New York City for a gallon of gas. It's four forty five by me at the Jersey Shore. Yeah, same here. Same yeah. here. And I get the sense when I go home it's gonna be, you know, four seventy. Yeah. Come on. Where about where is the outreach? Well, what well? Where is the I'll outrage? I'll tell you what happens is we only can be outraged at one thing oh at a time. Oh, my God. And right now, Roe v. Wade is taking over everything. I, I get it. So gas, we but don't talk is, about. But this is hitting everybody yeah. in the wallet. Everybody. I have a tiny little car. It costs $45 to fill it up today. You drive a Tesla, it's not hitting you. I don't drive a Tesla, nor do I drive the Prius anymore, nor do I have an electric Chevy Bolt or Volt yeah. or anything like that. And I get decent gas mileage. It's not that big a deal. But, I mean, come on. $45 to fill a tiny little car? Take it oh. up with Joel Olstein on August 6th. Let's see what he can do for us. All right, quick break. 516, we are just getting started. And then G joins us at 6 on the fan. Don't go away. Hey, what are you doing today? It's Tuesday. It's going to be nice again. But And I'm sure you guys spoke about this, and we'll talk about the Yankees in a moment. But that weekend weather left my pool. You know when you have a hurricane or, like, horrible tropical storms and, like, everything looks disheveled outside? When the weekend ended, I was out, you know, I went outside Sunday night and we got back from all the Mother's Day stuff. It looked like a cyclone ran through my backyard. It was brutal. Did you have downed tree limbs? That we didn't, but I had, there were so many leaves in the pool and just crap in the pool. And yes, the pool's open because the cover started to rip in April. Um, The long story, but what a mess. It was awful. So are you putting chlorine in your pool? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Now, you don't have to put as much because it's holding and it's, the sun's not hot, so you don't have to worry about the water turning green or anything, but oh, yeah, yeah. We got to run the filter and... Not every day for hours and hours, but yes, absolutely. This uh, pools are pain in the neck in this area. No, they can be sure because you don't get to enjoy them for a long time, and then Agreed. there's so much work. I told my wife yesterday. I have, you know, I always said when I was getting into married age, if you will, you know, early twenties, mid twenties, whatever. I always said when I'm a, if I'm a dad, when I have a backyard, like I'm gonna do everything. I always. And this is really spoiled, and I know it. But if I have the opportunity to, I want to do all the things that I wanted when I was a kid. If I have boys or girls, too, if they're into that stuff. And so, meaning sports. So we do the basketball, we did the baseball, and the batting. The one thing, the one thing I haven't done that I want to do is the heated pool. Because I am, I'm a sit with the, I can't, cold yeah. pools, oh, I'm with the you. worst. I need a heated, we used to, when we were growing up, we had a above ground pool. Yeah. And at one point, my father bought the solar cover. Which is great for the first inch of water. Yeah, the first inch of water is nice and warm. But even that, like, the pain in the neck to yes. get that un- unfurled. Which is why I'm not interested in that. Yeah. Too much. Stupid. Yes, agreed. Jerry, did you see Nasty Nestor Cortez? This is your guy. I love Nasty Nestor. I know you do. He almost had himself a no-hitter. Then he gave up a hit, and they yanked him right out of there. Well, and you kind of knew that was coming. And I heard Sal. I thought Sal made a great point. He said, the managers at that point are hoping for a hit. Uh, yes. Because they want to pull There's their pitcher no out. no question about it. Because here's why. If they go too long and then he's not good after, they get blamed for leaving him in. But it's also a situation where, what are you supposed to do? The guy's throwing a no-hitter. And I've always said this to you, too. To me, so he was at 103. That's where they took him out at. 
and you're thinking, all right, he gets this out, if he got the out, not the hit, he would need four outs to go. 103 pitches, four outs to go, you got to leave him You got to leave him in. You have to. It wasn't 120. It was 103. And the other thing with Nestor Cortez is he's not like throwing. Like when you watch Max Scherzer pitch, it's like every pitch he's smoking in there, right? These are like he's finding corners and he's pitching slow curves. It was awesome. But he can get it up into the 90s too, though. Like he really gives you a great variety of speed, location, arm slot, like all this stuff. He's just, he's pitching. He's out thinking you. There was a guy in the crowd who looked like Nestor Cortez. He had the mustache. Right. He had the Yankee hat and the jersey on. That's cool. They showed him on TV. Anybody give a, go for any autographs? Uh, any not photos? for that guy, I don't think, but upwards of a dozen people were behind home plate, Jerry. So a lot of people saw that. Makeup game on a Monday game. afternoon. That's a tough one. Yeah. You know that. I suppose. That's a, that's a tough sell. I When I went to the afternoon game last week, I couldn't believe, for the Orioles, I couldn't believe how many people were there. A lot more than I anticipated. More than you thought. I would have thought, and I didn't see, it's weird because paid attendance is going to be different from actual attendance, and this game was supposed to be over the weekend and not on a Monday afternoon, but you'd love to know what the real attendance figure was for yesterday. Imagine if na- Nasty Nestor threw the no-hitter. And no one was there to see it. Do we have, aside from the Met one, which is combined, we no. don't have one yet this we year, do right? Not. Last year at this time, Jerry, we, we had seven. I was going to say we had five or six. We had seven at this time. We no, had a lot. Just, I was just making that number up. But I felt like we, early on in the year, yeah. it seemed like a lot of no hitters. And so far, we've had a couple of, I was, you Darvish had a chance in San Diego, but he got pulled. Cortez yesterday into the eighth inning. Didn't Madison Bumgarner? No, maybe not. He got thrown out for fighting with the umpire. I know, yes, I know. <laughs> yes, I do know that. I'm trying. I feel like there was another close call somewhere. Maybe not. Maybe I'm making that up. I'm not sure. But yeah, so only a couple close calls so far. I will tell you, even as a youth head coach, um, even our we had a game a couple weeks ago. It's April. It was chilly out, and uh, my pitcher was, I mean, phenomenal. But I'm like, it's April. Am I going to leave him in there? No. And I didn't. I took him out after four innings. You got to you gotta keep the arm going all season long. That is true. Now, in other baseball news, Jerry, this is pretty cool. Josh Naylor. Nailed it. Naylor, I don't even know her. That sounds terrible yeah, with stupid. your voice. Stupid. <laughs> David Letterman did that one night. A Joe Cocker was on his show. No, this must be great. And he held up the uh, the record, and the the name of the record was just Cocker. Mm-hmm. And he go and he did the, that joke. <laughs> Cocker, I don't even know her. Jesus and then God. he introduced Mister Joe Cocker. Do you? Um, I know you're a Letterman guy. Before you move on to Josh Naylor, have you watched um, Next Interview Needs Owner or whatever the hell it's called? Sometimes. On I just watched one the other day I had never seen before, the Kim Kardashian one, yeah. which looks like the last one before the pandemic hit. Which I thought was tremendous. It was really good. I did see that one. Is he coming back with he is. more? Oh, they are. They okay. actually ju- this uh, the end of last week they announced. Oh, okay. No new guest list. Yeah, new guest list. And there's a basketball player. It's either Shaq. I think it's Dwight Howard. Oh, it's interesting. Or, mm, I could but, be wrong. But, that's it. but would Dwight Howard excite the audience? Because they don't uh, yeah. tell the audience who the guest is. Oh, right, right, right. So. Like when Kanye West was introduced or Kim Kardashian, the place went nuts. I don't know if Dwight Howard is going to Yeah, maybe people. I got that wrong. But there is a basketball player. Okay. The Kim Kardashian one I thought was so interesting because I really had no opinion of Kim Kardashian right. other than she just seems like somebody who wants attention. 
She came across as so likable. Yeah, likable, intelligent, well thought. Adorable. Yeah, I could not agree when with When they were more. walking around shopping in CVS. Yes. <laughs> and she's testing out all the pens yeah. sitting on the floor in the aisle. She seems like such a sweet person. She seems pretty cool, actually. Yeah. And then he comes on. Kanye West, I think, came on before her or after her in another episode. And you could see how he's got to be tough to deal with because he's got issues. Yeah. As they discussed. And I could see when he's having his problems, that's got to be difficult. I'll get the rundown during the next uh, commercial right, break. Cool. But, Jerry, Josh Naylor yeah. became the first player with eight RBIs in the eighth inning or later. Yeah, so the Grand Slam. Hits a Grand Slam uh, with two outs in the ninth. Right, which is tremendous. Grand Slam, this is against the run, White Sox. He's on the, a good team. He's on the Guardians. And then the three-run double, was it, in the 11th? Well, he had a three-run homer in the 11th. Oh, it was a home run. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a double. Okay. So he also, Jerry, becomes the first player with multiple three-run home runs or, or more with the Grand Slam from the ninth inning on in a game. And they're saying the baseball's dead. When you can get a baseball record that's never been done, not that you're the eighth person to do it. The, the first. Tenth, when you're the first for a sport that's been around for as long, that's pretty cool. I agree. You're right. There's jo- not many more firsts you would think in baseball. Yeah. Josh Naylor, Jerry. In hey, a random Guardians White Sox game, we had something pretty cool. And too bad none of us were watching it. Right. <laughs> I'm to be fair. No one was watching. That was that a day game? Possibly. <laughs> I'm not sure either. Yeah, I'm not, I don't remember. I don't know. I'm gonna say it was a night game because when I was going through all my news at like six o'clock, nothing oh, okay. I had not seen that yet. Yeah, I saw it when then. I woke up. All right. Unless the news didn't get to us yet because it was Midwest. Are you kidding me? The news gets Midwest to you in two news. seconds, which is why at some point, I'm sure after the break, we yeah. can discuss uh, Steve Kerr. There's a lot going on there yeah. with Draymond Green and this moron weatherman. Hilarious. Weatherman. I love a crazy weatherman. Stupid. <laughs> but the one thing not to get lost in that yeah. will be his comment about Twitter. Which we'll do after the break. How's okay. that sound? Are you going to the break right now? I can, unless you got another baseball thing. Let's do a, a baseball thing. Let me see, Jerry. Keep it on topic. We I don't have another baseball thing. Keep it on topic. We went to Josh Naylor to Joel Osteen at some point. I do have this interesting nugget for you. I saw Andrew Marshan said, Craig Carton is getting a morning TV show on FS1. Good for him. And they go, all of, all of the angles where he'll be competing against his old partner. No, he's not. Listen, if they were going up against each other on the radio, that's interesting. Agreed. These. Not on TV. They're on yeah. the same time, yes, but whatever. I don't want CBS Sports Network to hear this, but. Well, then don't say it. These these local, the, these hmm, these cable sports channels, they don't have huge audiences. They're not going to be fighting each other. Right. for. Come on. Put them on the radio against each other. Now we've got a brouhaha. He's also not on from 6 to 10. That's true. What is he going to be on? Do we I don't know? know. No, there's no word. Be eight to nine. I I'm mean, worried he's going to be burning the candle at both ends, as they say. Well, he had a lot of time to rest. He did have a lot of time I to rest. I think he's okay. And he, as I have spoken to him and seen him, he's antsy. He's in here early as it is anyway. So why That's not go true. do something? And he's I not working know, at Jerry. four in the morning. Come we on don't now. know. Maybe it start if he competes against us on the warm-up show. He's not doing a, a show at five. That's going to be a problem, Jerry. No chance. And by the way, this isn't televised. What? I know you see yourself I on the see, screen. I'm right there. But if I, if, let me click. But there you go. We got Belgium guys uh, throwing around kegs on CBS Sports Instead Network. of us. Yeah. 
We're not on. World's strongest Instead, man. Big fat guys picking up 825 pounds. I don't even know what this yeah, is. Yeah, the strongest guys always have bellies, which is so weird. Yeah, you would they think do. they'd, you would, wow, that guy's huge. Yes. You would think they'd have, a. you need your core to well, be ripped abs. Yeah, this guy right here is huge. Huge. He's also strong as hell, although he yeah. can't pick up the, uh, what I mean, can't pick up the 825 pounds. What are we doing? <laughs> Did you realize how heavy that is? But there must be something about just, Pure mass no, yeah. is, that is sure. involved with being that strong, I guess. Yeah, and they normally have like big shoulders and oh, pecs and no necks and no necks. And underneath all that big barrel belly is Our probably abs, rock hard abs. That is true. You just can't see them. They're just drinking beers. And imagine the back muscles, Jesus. Uh, sure. And specifically shoulders. Yeah. That, that it's crazy, actually. But this guy's man, this guy's belly's enormous. I wonder how much like this guy's picking up something eight hundred twenty five pounds. What's my limit? To just deadlift like you he was do doing. What that guy's doing? Just pick it up and walk with it. The problem uh, now, do we count if your legs snap in half? <laughs> yeah, like you've got to take that into account. Because I the, very tiny legs. If you if you bend down, knees. Let's see, with your thin legs. I don't know, man. Two hundred and fifty pounds. No, no I, chance. I like when they get into the the shell of a car and they have the harness. Yeah. They no, just... I I think you could. I a don't deadlift. Think I could. Yes, yeah. you could. I, I don't think, think so. I could lift two hundred. Using your mm, no way. When do we want to try this? I I don't. I want to get injured. I know I will get injured. Yeah, you're. I started seventy five. You, you might have a testicle shoot across right. the room. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Boing. <laughs> all right. Quick break. Five thirty-seven. We'll get to Steve Kerr and Twitter next, and all the other stuff that went on. It's uh, Alan Jerry G joins us at six on the fan. Don't go away. Oh, I thought that was the beginning of Boomer and Carton show for a moment. Oh, is that right? I did. Oh no, that was no. I'm sorry. I'm thinking Jane's Addiction, the other song. You were thinking it was uh, Ben Caught Stealing. Yes, my bad. Not the, not the boomerang part, no. But all right, it is uh, coming up on a quarter to six. We still have a lot to get to, and then G will join us then. Uh, you want to go with the Steve Kerr stuff? Sure. He had COVID. Who has COVID? <laughs> He's got COVID now? He didn't coach last night. Mike what? Brown coached. Hmm. I, I was joking when I said that to kind of deflect off of what we were talking oh, about. Okay. But no, he did. Yeah, he went into the health he, and safety protocols. He's got the COVID now too? Yeah, so Mike Brown, who used to coach LeBron and the Cavaliers, he's a top assistant on the oh. Warriors. He coached them. They beat the Grizzlies who played without John Moran. Close game. Uh, they beat them by three. The Steve Kerr story that I, uh, that we were talking about before the break was that a, a weatherman, Jerry. Is an idiot. A weatherman in Memphis, Joey Sulapek, tweeted uh, a Joey racist. Sola fired. Treated, tweeted a, a racist thing to Draymond Green. This guy's the yeah, weatherman on television I know. in Memphis. He tweeted, uh, Draymond runs his knuckle-dragging open mouth all game long, but mild-mannered Kyle Anderson disputes one call and gets ejected. Next-level jackassery. Oh, what you are next-level jackassery. What a dubby. Yeah. That, I, I love Steve Kerr's quotes. He goes, Steve Kerr says, does it surprise me that a weatherman would, t- <laughs> would tweet a slur at Draymond in 2022? Not the slightest. <laughs> and then he says he got off Twitter. He said he got Steve off Twitter Kerr a did. year ago. A year ago, and yeah. And he said it's been blissful. Blissful, and I highly recommend it. I do, too. I wish I could do it. Yeah. <laughs> the, oh, by the way, the weatherman deleted his account. Oh, whatever. It's out there, dude. <laughs> 
I mean, good And I grief. think Draymond tweeted back to me, goes like, where did you go? Stand by your tweet. Yeah. No, I know. He deleted his whole account. Draymond Green is very much like, and I we're not in San Francisco, so I don't know. But here, Kevin Durant takes a lot of heat for going back at fans. Yeah. And listening to him on his podcast, he is not doing that because he is bothered, annoyed. He does that because he likes, as he will say, holding people accountable. Yes. Accountability in, in today's society is just lacking in every which way. And I love it when these guys call you out for being a jackass on social media. Good for them. Draymond Green, that's all he's doing is the same crap, and I think it's I think it's great. It's so great. This yeah. guy had a cush job being the weatherman in Memphis. He can't, he can't still be working, no. can he? I can't imagine. I can't either. Just stupidity or jackassery, whatever word you want to use. Next level jackassery. Yeah, and he and he was using that. That was his tweet, not Steve oh, Kerr's right. tweet. Yeah, as he said, Jack, uh, next level jackassery. That should be Steve Kerr's tweet, but that's just such nonsense. I just love that quote from Steve Kerr. Does it surprise me that a weatherman <laughs> would, would tweet a slur on Draymond Green in 2022? Not in the slightest. That's unreal. It's unbelievable. It Amazing, too, how some guys end up being the center of attention no matter what they do. Like, Draymond Green has had quite the postseason, and we're not even halfway through it. Yeah. If you think about it, between being ejected, clobbering the guy, holding the guy up, I mean, it's been one thing after the next for this guy. There was some stuff with Chris Russo and him right. last week. I mean, it's like he has been. He's in the mix. My goodness. Yeah, he's been all over it. Draymond Green, in the mix, got to have it. Doesn't he also get into it with, like, Barkley and Shaq sometimes? Yes. I think. Yes, he does. So, I love the guy. Me too. Keep being you. It's tremendous. And I love you right. When KD goes after people too, love it. Yeah. Because it's not. I want more people yelling at the fans that are punks. It's. You know, we talk a lot about, and, and we hear it on social media, these guys make a lot of money. They should be able to deal with it. All right, that's fair. Uh, and they do make a lot more money than the previous athletes. And guys will say, well, the athletes, and the, they had to deal with it in the 50s back in my blah, blah. Back in your day, all it was, you got yelled at when you were on the field or the ice or this. That was it. Then it was over. Yes, there might be a newspaper guy that once in a while got on you. But you weren't getting hit in the head by 9 million different angles. Right. And when there was a newspaper guy that got on you, you got to see him at your locker the next 100%, day. 100%. You could address him. Right. And hold him accountable. Or accept whatever he was, you know, writing or saying. Right. Now, I mean, these guys get murdered on social media when they're not even playing. Yeah, Boomer talks about that, that when he was when he was a quarterback, how like a newspaper columnist would trash him. Yeah. And then like the next day would be at his locker looking for quotes. And Boomer's like, you're trashing me all right. day long. How about no? Right. Yeah. It's, Get lost. Uh, and yet you understand they're doing their job, but it's a weird, and you can kind of respect them that they're back there the next day. But it is, I think the one thing Boomer's always said that I completely agree with him is when you're a reporter slash columnist, that doesn't work. Gets muddied. It does because a reporter is just supposed to give the facts, the game story, a couple of quotes, here's what happened, blah. The the columnist, that's the opinion part. You, it's hard to be both. Well, that's what was weird with Manish Mehta and the Daily News, right? Yeah, you're right. To me, he was the first guy that I remember that was like covering the Jets, but then was also a, a columnist. Well, I wasn't didn't Samini kind of do that too? Not well, as biting as Yeah, Manish, I guess though. the Manish Mehta stuff was more like. Uh, headline grabbing things. And then he, I remember asking him, like, when you go in the locker room, is anyone weird to you? He's like, no. Mm. He said no to me, Jerry. I suppose. And we had a very Where close relationship. Where is he these days? I'm not sure. 
He like disappeared, right? He did, yeah. Didn't he have an issue? Um, yeah, there was something. I don't recall what it was, well, but my recall. Is yeah, just mine, awful. mine stinks as well, Jerry. All these years of getting up in the middle of the night, not good. It'll get to you. Oh, it's gotten me. What do you make of this story? This is a weird one, Cherry. The mayor of Dallas, Dallas, Texas. I agree with him. He wants an expansion franchise for the NFL in Dallas. In Dallas, right? Not so the Cowboys are in Arlington, right? Dallas, Fort Worth area. How so. far is that? I would say forty minutes. Oh, right. I'm not I'm not exactly sure, but I want to say forty minutes. Mm, well, maybe not. Because I'm thinking when I when I'm there and I go from the airport, maybe more like twenty twenty five minutes. All right, max. He was basically saying with the way that people have flocked to Texas and the amount of uh, what the population is now, what are they? He said they're the number three. Well, he says that Dallas. Now, the Metroplex, they call it, I believe. Yeah, so as far as uh, how many people in a metro area, it's New York, it's L.A. And Dallas is third? Well, it's Chicago's third, but this guy's saying we're about to pass Chicago. Got it. And then New York and L.A. each have two teams each. Give us, I want a team. Yeah, and I don't know like why. So the one article I read was, I guess the NFL's grand plan would be 40 teams. Really? At some point where you would have eight five-team divisions. Maybe it was pro football talk. Maybe that was their opinion. I don't know, but I did read that. Makes sense. I mean, 40 teams is a lot. Yeah, let's get more teams oh in the God. NFL. Let's go. But I don't disagree with him because, you know, the Yan- we, the Yankees and the Mets here. I mean, hell, you had the Yankees, Giants, and Dodgers at one time. In California, you got millions of teams. If Dallas can, if the Dallas area would support it, why not? I wonder who would root for them, though. Like, well, it's such a cowboy Yeah, I mean, I guess you make the area. case Giant and Dodger fans kind of became Met fans here because they left, and the Yankee fans, I don't know. That's a good question. And this uh, Dallas Mayor's point is that just because, like, the Yankees are an iconic franchise like the Cowboys, they're still Mets fans. Absolutely. And the Yankees don't care. Yeah. Now, the question would be, would Jerry Jones try and block it, though? Right. And I don't... Good morning. I, to me, I, I would say no. You think he would say he would not well, what, try to block it? Let me ask you this. Let's say they have you got the Dallas Cowboys right now. Pick another team, the Dallas Football Club. The Cowboys are in Arlington, they're in Dallas. Is anybody that's a Cowboy fan not going to be a Cowboy fan? No, they will still be a Cowboy fan. Which now comes back to your point, who's rooting for the new team? I don't know. But I guess you've got so many transplanted citizens, I don't know. People are moving out of all these States left and right. I have no idea. Maybe there are people, just like there are people here who dislike the Yankees. Oh, I'm maybe sure there are people, people in Dallas that dislike the Cowboys. Not maybe there are, and they want their own team to root for. I guess. I don't. To me, if you can support it, go for it. Why not? It's the I NFL. Like it. All right, quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up, and then we'll get you G in here at six o'clock. Right now, Odyssey Sports Minute. Zach Gelb on the 76ers. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, we got about not much time left. What else, Al? Quickly. Uh, Yankees won and whatever. Well, we see now the situation between uh, the Mavericks fan and uh, Chris Paul's family. He was just trying to give them hugs, they were, Jerry. He was drunk, though. Just trying to hug the family. He was drunk. Stop. Quote, unquote, unwanted hugs. I'm surprised. I really am surprised that you have stars' families don't have security around them. Yes. 
them up in a book. In a sweet. Yeah, you gotta go. Sweet. You gotta have the sweet life. Who was the football player where his mom and his girlfriend was in the last row at Lambeau Field? Uh, the Packer that? quarterback. Oh, it was at Lambeau Field. It was in Kansas City. Yeah. Does that sound right? Yeah. Uh, Love Jordan Love. Right. 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 They had him in Dead the last, last row. row. Right. <laughs> well, no one's gonna bother you. Right. Up there. Not gonna be bo- bothered up there. You but yeah. Think. Or it could be worse. You ever have an unwanted hug? WFAN and WFAN-FM and HD1, New York. An Odyssey station.